Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors. I'm your host, Dr. Alan. Delighted that you've joined us today. Are you a busy professional, passionate about the work of your calling, yet realize that even though you love what you are doing, you're exchanging your time for money? You know that if you were to lose the ability to exchange time for money, your financial well-being will be in jeopardy. If you can relate, I have great news. Steve Tucker Capital is an investment company designed for professionals to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Remove the anxiety of an uncertain financial future and go to steetalker.com. Get your free one-page 10-step guide to passive real estate investing. Enlightened investors, raise your hand if you would like to increase your investment returns. I know that I do. We explore just how we can invest to increase our returns infinitely. Chris Pomerleau, our guest, bills himself as a recovering attorney turned apartment syndicator. He now has over $100 million in assets and is just short of 1,400 units under management. Chris will talk us through how he creates truly passive long-term income for his investors. Chris, as we customarily do, please start us off by sharing a memorable experience from your formative years that helped you to be the person you are today. Well, Alan, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. There have been a couple of things that have been formative for me or through my formative years that have certainly molded me into what I am now. I think one is watching how hard my parents worked growing up. Certainly a work ethic that I'm glad I learned, but I also learned that I didn't want to trade my time for money. And I learned that growing up. I think the same can be said for something that happened to me recently is as an attorney, I had received a number of accolades through a large firm I was a part of. And the amount of compensation didn't seem to match the amount of work I was putting in. And I saw that I was hitting a ceiling three or four years into my legal career that, yeah, I could slowly creep up and make a little bit more, but certainly not that's something I want to do the rest of my life and certainly not how I wanted to be compensated the rest of my life. So again, more trading time for money. So that is certainly what lit the fire underneath me to get into real estate. Well, what opened the doors to real estate other than the realization that that's just trading your time an effort for money was just not for you. Back in 2009, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That was a good way to kind of shape the way I was thinking. I was in the middle of law school at that time. I was also in grad school at night getting my master's in negotiation. And I was also in the Army ROTC at all at the same time. So I had a little trouble putting into work what I learned in the book. So when I finally got out of the military and I graduated law school and I was ready to practice as an attorney, what opened those doors was my father actually who I learned this work ethic from. And we took down our first single family home. And obviously that's something him and I were able to do. We did absolutely everything ourselves, laying, flooring, toilets, you name it, renting it out ourselves. Took us a very long time, learned a lot of what to do and what not to do. But that's certainly what opened the game for us as far as the first venture into real estate. Well, that is a rigorous way to get into it. But when you're doing those renovations yourself, there is so much you learn from that, that you really just can't learn any other way than just putting your hands on the job. That's right. Well, tell us what is so important about having a passive income? 
It just simply allows you to do what you want to do with your life. There's nothing against continuing the attorney role that I was in, which, by the way, as you said, I'm a recovering attorney. I still have my license, but if I wanted to stay in that role, I could have stayed. If I wanted to take up painting, if I wanted to ride horses, if I wanted to lay on the beach, if I wanted to do whatever I want to do, I can do that with passive income. And it's not something that happens overnight, but it allows us to do whatever we'd like to do. Certainly, it allows time for family. It allows time for leisure and hobbies. Ultimately, it allows you to take part in something more significant of your choosing because you have that flexibility. And that's what was so important to me. Well, what do you mean when you are talking about infinite returns? What does that mean? That's a good question. So it's pretty easy to understand. You put $100,000 into something, and if you make $10,000 per year in returns, you're making 10%. Enlightened investors will be right back after this important announcement. I have a big ask that will only take a moment of your time. Ratings and reviews are the lifeblood of our podcast. So to leave a review, iPhone or other Apple iOS device users, go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes. For all you non-Apple device users, go to podchasers.com. On either platform, search for Real Estate Investing Abundance. Once found, please leave a review and a rating. Subscriptions are also vital to our show's success. So please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. It is free to subscribe and you can unsubscribe at any time. Infinite returns to us are when you put $100,000 into something, you're making that $10,000 a year. So you're making 10%. And that's actually tax-free. So I would argue it's higher than that. But regardless, at the time that the property is worth more and we can complete our business plan of a cash-out refinance, and we can return that $100,000 back to the investor, but they stay on as an owner and continue to receive that eight, nine, $10,000 a year in cash flow. That to us is the infinite return. They now have $0 into the deal, but they're making $9,000 a year on something they put $0 into. And if they can continue to do that, keep recycling that capital to build that cash flow, that's an infinite return that we've gone full cycle on deals like that 44 times now. So we've proven that concept. And that's what's so important to us. It's what allowed me to become a recovering attorney. And you have done that in a relatively short period of time. So you started with your dad doing one single family home and doing that the hard way. And you've gone through an entire process of acquisition, management, and disposition of 40s in, what's that been? Eight Eight years. years. Okay. So there's a big gap between that single family home and the apartment syndications. Bridge that gap for us. I was three and a half years in, four years in, and we had four single family homes in four years. I was doing everything myself with my father and I learned a lot. Every weekend. Every weekend, every night. Yes. So I wasn't really getting out of that whole trading my time for money thing. And even the money I was getting on those infinite returns, because we were successful in the cash out refinance, it wasn't a lot of money compared to how much time and effort we had put into it. So by 2017, I said, look, four years, four homes, there's got to be a different way to approach this. And that's what caused us to start diving into more multifamily. So we proved the concept on a duplex, which is close to the same thing. Then we proved the concept on a 20 unit, then a 48 unit, then an 80 unit. 
just a month ago, we took down a 203 unit and we have a 235 unit under contract. So it's taken time, some experience, but in hindsight, it's the same process on a 200 unit as it is a two unit. It just takes a little longer, but there's also a lot of positive scaling options too. So the learning concept and what lit my fire was in 2017, realizing, okay, I'm learning here. We're getting this business plan taken care of, but this is a slow trajectory here. It's a slow path here. So we got to start getting bigger and bigger so we can scale. Slow and laborious. So much. Well, how did you actually make that leap from the duplex to the 20 unit? I think it was a mind shift of I'm going to do everything myself. I am going to lay the flooring. I am going to manage the property. I am going to meet the prospective tenant there into leaning on people in their expert fields, finding a solid proven property management company. Sure, I might pay 15% higher on a unit on a house or a unit flip. But if that's done in a week, as opposed to me doing it for five months, that time value of money, it's real. So the ability to trust others to complete something that they're very good at in a much quicker effort means that I'm only making 20% of what the profit I was before, but I'm doing that on 100 deals as opposed to making 100% of the profit on one deal. Excellent. So that brings us to this question of partners and how do you find the partners? How do you screen the partners? What makes a good partner and what kind of partners do you want to stay away from? It could be a common phrase. It's relatively new to me, but I thought it was funny and apropos, but it's like marriage and dating, right? You're not going to just jump into a partnership right away. You're not going to jump into a marriage right away. You got to make sure the interests are aligned. There are a lot of good people in this space. Ultimately, the project only makes as much sense as the person taking care of the project. So I can flash out high projections and I can hold myself out to the world like I'm an expert, but ultimately I have to actually follow through with the business plan. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. As an industry-leading relationship-focused design-build construction firm, Mosaic Construction has worked in many different asset classes from multifamily to retail, medical, industrial, and commercial. Mosaic Construction works to execute interior and exterior renovations with their team of trades and project managers. Their experience with value-add improvements has resulted in increased ROI and long-term value of the asset. They work nationally in partnership with local trades to deliver thoughtful, problem-solving construction management solutions to all their clients. For a personal no-obligation consultation, call Ira Singer, 773-491-3145, or email Ira at mosaicconstruction.net. You can also find Ira on LinkedIn. And so it's getting to know your partners, which we have many. I consider someone who invests 50000 with us a partner. I consider somebody on my co-general partnership who brings a million dollars a partner. Make sure our business interests are aligned. Is that what they want? Do they want to refinance in four years and hold the property for their kids as kids as kids to generationally take care of? Or do they want to flip the apartment in three years? If you don't know the answer, when you start, you could have an issue in year three. So it's getting to know people. And just building that trust. Ultimately, it comes down to people doing what they say they're going to do. And it's taken time. We've learned our lesson. We've hired the wrong people. Long to hire, quick to fire. And you learn these things, but building the right team, polishing the process and the goals and getting to know the people is really what's needed. Well, what are the four ways of making money in real estate? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked that because not a lot of people 
view it like that. Just in the way that I was giving my example that I said a $100,000 investor gets $10,000. That's just one way they make money. They're making money on the cash flow. That's the easiest thing to conceptualize. The other thing that people are quick to realize after they think about it is the appreciation. That's the natural organic appreciation that a property takes on. And that could be different in Omaha than it is in San Diego, than it is in Orlando, but properties are appreciating. There are some markets that are steadier than others. There are some markets that are really great, but they also have highs and lows that dips, but it's the natural appreciation is number two. The depreciation or the tax advantages is number three, the amount of tax write-offs and the way you can positively affect how much taxes you pay is huge. It's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. So that's the third way is the appreciation, the tax write-offs. And the fourth way is the equity pay down. That's something that a lot of people don't think about. A lot of people that I talk to in this space, especially if they have like a financial advising background or they know of a financial advisor, will say, Chris, my portfolio is making about 8% in the stock market. And I said, that's good this year. It may dip down next year to 4%, but are you earning equity in these on top of that 8%? Do you have a tenant paying down the mortgage for you in these stocks? That's not how it works. And so every month we're making that percentage as far as profit is concerned, but those tenants are paying off the loan to the bank. So we're actually gaining equity within the project. And that's the fourth way. Those are four very powerful ways you can make money as opposed to a single stream, if you will. So 8% in the stock market as compared to 8% cash flow. There's really no comparison that is not apples to oranges. No, there is no comparison. And I want to upset anybody when it comes to that. I myself have money in the stock market. I like to diversify. But you're making a lot more money than just that 8% cash on cash return when it comes to real estate. Absolutely. Well, it's important to be transparent and honest in any endeavor. What's so special about that to real estate? What makes real estate special? Why is it so important in your real estate transactions to be transparent and honest? Well, it kind of relates back to the whole finding the right partner and transparency and honesty. I mean, I talked to a number of investors who say, if you were going to interview somebody to invest with passively, there's some questions you should ask. And never is my answer, ask how much the returns will be. Because that's just a projection and who knows if they'll actually hit it. Some good questions to ask are like, Tell me about a situation where something hasn't gone the way you projected, something that went wrong and how you handled it. Because ultimately, you're taking on investors' money and they want to make sure it's taken care of. And so the projections can be really pretty on a slideshow, but it's nice to know how these people are going to take care of your money. And I think some of the ways to learn how a sponsor or a general partner will take care of your money is to figure out what they'll do and what they have done in the past when things haven't gone as they've planned. If they tell you everything's always gone exactly how they've planned, then there's something wrong there too. Yeah, absolutely. It's one thing to design and it's another thing to execute. And in theory, they're one in the same. In practice, they never are the same. Exactly. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Would you ever invest all your money in a single stock? Very unlikely. Yet, investors are willing to risk $50,000 to $100,000 in a single property in real estate all the time. Investor is the world's first customizable real estate investment platform. Investors can build their own custom portfolio selecting investments across multiple asset classes such as single-family homes, multifamily, student housing, self-storage, and shopping centers. You can also invest across multiple markets and different time frames. Avestra also enables other real estate entrepreneurs and syndicators to build and use Avestra's infrastructure and cloud platform to create their own customizable real estate funds. 
To learn more, visit us at investorinc.com. Avestor, real estate investing made simple. Well, Chris, tell our viewers and listeners how it is that they can get in touch with you. I'm on LinkedIn, Chris Pomerleau on LinkedIn. Our website is parkavinvesting.com. That's parkav, that's A-V-E, investing.com. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook as Park Ave Capital. My email is chris at parkavinvesting.com. And I'm always willing to talk and I could talk about real estate every day. You know, as an attorney, I was a divorce attorney. So I, I can't say that I spent a lot of my downtime taking phone calls from people wanting to talk about divorces. That's certainly different when it comes to this. I'm passionate about it. I love helping people just like I did as an attorney. There's a little more positive spin on making money for people. And we love real estate. It's meant a lot to me and my family and my loved ones. And I could talk to anybody about it. So I'm always willing to speak. Well, Chris, you mentioned the importance of talking about where things went wrong. So share with us one of your most difficult setbacks in life and how did you come through that time and what did you learn from that experience? That's smooth. Turn it around on me. Put me on the spot. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, some of the things that come to mind are COVID, right? COVID is certainly something that changed our approach. None of us really planned on that. We like to think we underwrite conservatively. We like to think that we plan for the worst, if you will, so that we can kind of under project and under promise and over deliver, if you will. No one really expected COVID to happen. And what the fallout from COVID would be perhaps some issues with tenants paying and or the banks freezing up their money. So for example, this just happened right now where we refinanced a property for round numbers. We bought a property for 3 million. 18 months later, we made it sure that that property was now worth 4 million. And before COVID, That's very obvious. That's a huge jump. We should get our money back well with the COVID reserves. When you do a refinance, they still hold back a portion for a number of months. So now our investors only got about 70% of their money back. We expect them to get another 30% back. Well, we actually already have it. It's in the COVID reserves as soon as that timeline's done. So that's an easy example of perhaps bifurcating two different returns of capital in a situation when we didn't know what happened. Another example would be pulling the trigger in the middle of COVID. We actually pulled the trigger on refinancing a property in the middle of COVID. And we weren't through our business plan yet. But when you pull the trigger right in the middle, we didn't know what would happen. So we knew we had raised the value of that property 70%. We wanted to raise it 100%. But we knew we had, I'm sorry, at least as far as the amount of capital they returned, we knew we could return 70%. And we refinanced and made sure of that. It just so happens we're learning now that the way things are going, we'll be able to get that additional 30%, probably 40% in the next six months. But that's an example of where we didn't give back 100% of the money at exactly the amount of time we wanted because of COVID. So we had to kind of change directions. That's another example. The third and final example, because those are kind of financially driven. We've hired the wrong property manager before. They sold themselves. They managed thousands upon thousands of units. And we check the references. But you know, the company as a whole is only as good as the employees. And some of the employees they hired to help us out didn't help us out. And therefore, we had to switch. And we had to switch property management companies. What did that do? That turned our 24 to 36-month business plan into probably more of a 30 to 40 business plan, 30-month business plan. But that's something that learned. Was it our fault? Well, we didn't make those mistakes the property manager made. But ultimately, the buck falls on us. We're the general partners. We're running the show. And so we can answer to that. But we were able to make some quick decisions, rehire, fire quickly, rehire, and get the shit back on path. So those are three examples of situations where things haven't gone initially the way we wanted them to, but we course corrected to help 
get to the final destination that we all wanted. Yeah, you certainly can fire and rehire, but boy, that is a disruption. It takes time and it's an emotional toll as well. So it's always nice in the first place, but that doesn't always happen. So yeah, thank you for sharing. No, thanks for putting on the spot, Alan. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how are you putting your success as an investor and entrepreneur to work to create a universal well-being for all beings? That's a good question. Outside of helping people with passive income, I'll never forget, and this is a family member I had, but I remember giving them their cash returns and they actually called me and said, I think you gave me too much money. And that was a good feeling because I said, no, it's actually accurate. We're just doing that well. So I gave them some passive cash flow to help them stay in a living arrangement that they wanted to stay. That's kind of hits close to home. But some other things we're doing on a larger impact scale is we're starting to implement water conservation in the majority of our properties. So we're replacing 100% of the toilets, faucets to save 30 to 50% of the water. So there's some good water conservation there. We're actually implementing some solar in the areas that actually it's going to help. So some solar energy, it'll be the save on not only the solar consumption, but it's also a save on cost to the tenants because now they're paying less for their electricity bill than they usually would have. And those are some things that no question will affect our bottom line, our income, but it's certainly positive towards the tenants and our entire business plan as a whole. So there's some higher value things. And to the environment, yes. And to the environment, for sure. And same with the social impact we have. We're by no means just signing up for as many assistance programs as we can for our tenants, because sometimes you get into too many of those and you rely too heavily on those and you become dependent. But we are extremely open to helping sectors of the population need help and making sure that we can allow people to move into our complexes that need that help. And with the help of the assistance and the programs that they have that work with us, we actually have no problem doing that. We don't own any full-fledged Section 8 complexes. We're not doing any HUD programs like that. But we certainly are open to helping those that need it. I'll give you one example. We have a complex, 87 units, and it's down to 12 of those units are filled by the Salvation Army. And so they go out and they find somebody who's prior service that needs a little help. They do the internal checks to make sure this person is going to be a good fit for the complex. And it allows us to get back as well. Do we need to do that in that location of town? Not at all. Is it something that we like doing as long as it's not going to negatively affect our business plan and also help somebody who needs it? We love to take part in that. Beautiful examples. Well, imagine that you have come to the end of your journey on this earth and you lay on your deathbed. What do you look back on with your greatest sense of fulfillment and satisfaction? I mean, it seems like a selfish answer, but heck, the question's for me, so I don't know who else I would answer for. I'd say I wish I would have learned what I know about passive income and doing something I'm extremely passionate about. I wish I would have done that earlier. However, while on my deathbed, hopefully a very long time from now, I'll be happy I found it out still at this age. I'm relatively young. I'm 37 years old. I'm glad that I'm not some of the attorneys I've seen barely able to get out of their walk into the courtroom and just strung out from the years of wear and tear. Now, this is not all attorneys. I'm just saying I've certainly seen people in every profession just kind of stick with the easy paycheck. It could be a hard paycheck, but it's a guaranteed or a somewhat consistent paycheck. I'm glad I was able to take the leap of faith on myself and give my family something that they wanted. And I wanted spend more time with my children and wife and help a a bunch of people throughout the process. So I'm proud of what we've accomplished. Well, Chris, it has been a delight visiting with you and getting to know you. 
today. Thank you for sharing your life experiences with us. Thank you. And wish you well in your continued journey. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Alan. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steed Talker Capital, a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steed Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steed Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at steedtalker.com.